Hey y'all, I'm Taylor DeHayes. I'm obsessed with all things business and fitness. I left my career as a TV reporter, followed my dreams, and created a multiple six-figure online coaching business in just one year. Now I'm sharing my strategy with you. Oh, and we'll keep it real, discussing mindset, money, and hardship to help you build the life of your dreams. So grab a cup of coffee and get cozy. Again, welcome to the Taylor Living Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. What's up, y'all? All right, so we are talking all about coach and client boundaries. So uh, more often than not, I see online coaches preaching about how amazing their structures are, structure is, because they've of their 24-7 availability, right? These coaches are available all the time via text. They're always there to answer your questions. And that's one of their biggest selling points. And I'm here to kind of teach you, <laughs> retrain your brain a little bit into not only thinking why that's not a good idea, why having boundaries in place are going to help you scale your business and also boundaries, not only with your clients, but with yourself and to kind of share some mistakes that I made along the way. So you don't make those mistakes and you feel totally confident in your abilities. Okay. So taking care of your clients at your own expense is not how the coaching relationship should work, okay? And the good news is that there are some clear-cut signals that your boundaries are actually negatively impacting your life. So I'm going to have you kind of answer a few questions and see if any of these resonate with you, okay? And, and some of you may be in-person. I know a lot of you guys are online coaches. Some of you might be in-person coaches as well. But are your clients always late? Okay, are they late to your meetings? Are they late to your sessions? Do they miss appointments without any notice? Are you oftentimes waiting on them? Do you give away coaching services for free? Are clients paying you late? Or are they skipping payments altogether? And is the value of your service diminishing? Or are the is the value of your services, is that diminishing as well? And then are you struggling to have a personal life? Okay, so a few things to think about. But if you're constantly having no-shows, late shows, I'm going to encourage you to kind of reevaluate your boundaries as you're listening to this. And, and also, if your clients are constantly overstepping, right, maybe you know your boundaries are weak and you don't know how to set them. I'm going to kind of give you some guidance as well. So again, going back to that 24-7 availability being your selling point. So I'm going to tell you why less is actually more. And again, teach you how to set those boundaries that are going to help you create a better relationship with your clients and enhance your coaching services. Okay. So let me just guess, because let me kind of paint a picture for, for my coaching at the beginning. Okay. So I've always been somebody who is pretty good at having boundaries. However, we get really excited when our clients reach out to us. We love helping them whenever we are new to coaching. We oftentimes are, you know, overly available, right? I know for me, whenever I went from my traditional job as a TV reporter and I went into the coaching industry, I was so excited. And so it didn't bother me if clients were messaging me on a Saturday or a Sunday. And so I'm going to encourage you if you're, if you're thinking that you're thinking, yeah, Taylor, like it doesn't really bother me. I only have a few clients. Imagine if you had a full roster. Okay. Every decision that you make right now should be the same decision that the higher 
version of you is making, okay? Your higher self, your six-figure version of yourself, the seven-figure version of yourself. For me, every decision that I make now moving forward is the same decision that the seven-figure version of myself is making. And the seven-figure version of myself, she's not responding to messages on Saturday nights. She is not responding to Instagram DMs because that is not where she does her business. And she damn sure is not giving out her cell phone number, okay? So let's go through a few boundaries, okay, so that we can stop when we need to to avoid that burnout. And of course, like I said, give your clients stellar coaching, okay? So we as coaches are trying to create healthier habits with our clients and your 24 seven availability is keeping those people reliant on us, right? We oftentimes preach, at least I know I do, (laughs) that we are coaches, not babysitters. Okay. So if you are giving your clients availability 24 seven, that is going to create a reliancy on you. Okay. Your coaches, or excuse me, your clients should not need you at all hours of the day, every day. Keep in mind, I know I've heard some coaches, accountability coaches or newer coaches trying to say that like, well, that is my selling point, Taylor. Like me being available at 9 p.m. is my selling point. And my rebuttal to that is, okay, listen, I understand nighttime is when people will binge. The weekends is that's when people kind of go off their plan a little bit. However, ask yourself, put yourself in that mindset. I know for me, long, long time ago, I definitely struggled with disordered eating patterns and whatnot, and I'm very open about that. And I know that for me in the moment, I wasn't reaching out for help. It was like the next day when I kind of had that oh shit moment, right? Or with my business coach. Sometimes in the middle of an issue, I will reach out for help. However, more often than not, because she has taught me amazing lessons, I try to troubleshoot that problem first and then I get my coach involved. So it's not always, oh God, I'm having a problem. My first reaction is to ask for help. Because she has coached me very well, my first reaction is to troubleshoot where I can. And then if I still need help, I ask out for her. Same thing with fitness coaching. I have had amazing coaches. And if I have a oh shit moment or whatever, it's not hey, uh, crap, what do I do? It's like, okay, well, what do I know? I know that if I went a little overboard tomorrow, I just get back on plan and it is what it is, right? Again, I think that we're constantly expecting the what ifs before they actually happen. And again, when we are available 24-7, one more time, guys, that is that is creating that babysitter type of relationship that you don't want, Okay. All right, so let's talk about some boundaries. So a few steps. Number one is going to be laying it out early. So when my clients sign up with me, they get a welcome packet, like an onboarding type of packet that lays out all of the housekeeping. That's what I kind of call it. I call it housekeeping. Lays out all of the guidelines, the boundaries. So immediately they know what my hours of operation are. More often than not, online coaches think because they don't have a storefront, business hours are not applicable. And I'm going to say, (laughs) no, you guys need business hours, okay? Mine are nine to five, nine to five. Now, 
That's very generic, okay? You might be somebody that works later in the day. I'm somebody that's actually working by like 7 a.m., sometimes 6 a.m. because I wake up early. I just do. It's always been me. Um, And I like to stop earlier in the day. So technically, my true office hours are like 7 to maybe 3. However, most people have a 9 to 5. Therefore, I operate in the 9 to 5 business model. I also lay out how to get a hold of me, okay? So my clients have access to me on an app called Voxer. I will respond to Voxer messages between 9 to 5, Monday through Friday. If messages come after 5, they will be responded to the next day. If messages come on a weekend, they will be responded to on Monday, okay? With that being said, my clients know, they just know that. And if they send me something on a Saturday, they know I'm not gonna get to it. Now, more often than not, people typically don't message me on the weekends. Sometimes they might send me something and they'll even say like, hey, don't worry about getting back to this until Monday. Like they kind of know. It's almost like that. They like sugarcoat it a little bit, you know. I also do not have my notifications on for Voxer because I have quite a few clients that I am managing in my Voxer. So I basically have it on my calendar two times a day to go in and check it. And I set aside 20 minutes twice a day to go in, answer questions and all of that. Along with laying it out, so okay, we've got the messaging, we've got the business hours. Now, I also have an email boundary, okay? So for emails, I do not handle any of my business clients via email, and my fitness clients have a specific check-in day. We'll get to the check-in in a second, but I am only in my email on Tuesdays. I know that sounds insane, but my assistant actually handles my email. So I have a personal email, like a personal business email, and then I have an info email. Okay. It's info at tailoredtraining.com. That is where inquiries go. That is where contract notifications go. That is where new clients go. That is where just any general questions go, uh, payment issues. So like I'm not dealing with anything that's not, that does not directly need my attention. Okay. And again, my business clients, we don't do anything via email. We are always in Voxer. So that is my system for that. With that being said, I make it a point to say that like, hey, truth be told, I'm not in my email more than Tuesday. Uh, Obviously, I check it, right? Like I check my email every day, but realistically, people aren't really sending me anything. So I do make it known that like, hey, if you send me something after four o'clock, I'm probably not going to get to it until the next day. And the best way to reach out is Voxer. So people know that. Like they already know that the best way to get a hold of me is a Voxer message. Now, in terms of the actual check-in, okay, it is, I've heard some coaches say, well, I have a check-in day. I tell them it's due by this day. I tried that at first, okay? I was like, all right, check-ins are going to be on Mondays. This is going to be great. I did Sunday and Monday. And what I found out was that people were sending them to me late in the day. And I was like, well, no, I want to be doing check-ins today. You know what I mean? Like I I had it set up as a check-in day. So I started having my check-ins due by 9 a.m., with the, you know, asterisk of like, hey, you can send this to me early if you would like. So check-ins are due by 9 a.m. Eastern. If somebody lives on the East Coast, or excuse me, the West Coast, I'm just like, send it the day before. I, being due by 9 a.m. does not mean that you need to send it at 8 a.m. Like you can send it Monday night. Okay. So Tuesdays are my check-in days. And I say, if it is late, I will get to it within 48 hours, okay? Because I have my weeks planned out. Tuesdays are dedicated to my fitness clients. I I show up that day. I am ready to handle check-ins that day. And if they do not honor that boundary, they can wait, 
right? So I think that that might might sound a little harsh to some people, but at the same time, like what happens if you turned in homework late in college or in high school? I know for me, my teachers were not like, oh, no problem. They were like, uh, well, you're automatically starting at a 70, but I'll still grade it. And I was like, I, I mean, I – let me also tell you guys, I was the person that was like in the front of the classroom. I was like a straight A student taking all AP classes. I was on the debate team. I was on like the calculator team. Like I was a nerd. Okay. So like late assignments who did not happen for this girl. My point is that is still how I operate today. And I have my systems in place for a reason. If I were, if I wanted you to do check-ins on Wednesday, I would tell you to do that. But but that is when I show up at my full capacity, right? So for you, I know it sounds a little harsh and it doesn't always take me 48 hours. To be honest, if somebody sends me a late check-in and it's like, if it's more than an hour late, I definitely push it to the next day because by the time I get to that check-in, I've been doing check-ins all day and I want to give them a thorough response, not an exhausted response, right? So really it's benefiting them as well. My clients know that, right? I have check-ins on Tuesday, Wednesdays, that's a content day for me. So like I'm in a different mindset. That's the whole thing, right? Um, I batch my days to make sure that I am most productive on certain days and accomplishing tasks the way they should be accomplished, okay? Now, we kind of talked about uh, the, the business hours already, but just to reiterate, we want to make sure that we take time off as well, okay? So I am 9 to 5 Monday through Friday, and I take Saturdays and Sundays off. I would encourage you to take at least one day, if not two days off, okay? We started our own businesses to have freedom and flexibility. And even if you feel like you can handle six days a week, what would you tell your clients? What advice would you give your friends? What advice would you give your family? Just like we need two rest days or so in the gym, we definitely need two rest days from our work. So this was really hard for me at first because I would get notifications, I would see an email come through, I would really want to respond to it, and I really had to take a step back and just sit on it for a second. So it got to a point where I actually, because I was so inclined and so responsive to uh, reactive rather, when I would see a notification come in that I would open the Voxer app, I would open my email and I would quickly answer it and I would, I would kind of, you know, put it away. But even thinking about when you like wake up in the morning, like for the longest time I would wake up in the morning and the first thing I would do is grab my phone. And the first thing I would do would be respond to Voxer messages and then respond to emails and then open up Instagram. And I was so reactive and I was like, oh my God, I'm starting off my day in a reactive mode and I'm staying reactive all day long. Messages can sit, guys. They can sit. No one is expecting you to be a 24-7 hotline. You are not a hotline. You have to take a break from your business. You have to take time for yourself. You have to create room for nourishment, for just growth, for all of those things, right? Like you, you have to breathe a little bit, okay? So just like you coach your clients to take care of themselves and to better themselves and to make sure their mental health is on point, like you have to do the same thing for you too, okay? So Make sure you communicate when you are available and when you are not available, okay? 
Now, let's talk about something that might be a little bit different than what you've heard or maybe something that you're not used to. So let's talk about vacation days. I think as online coaches, we oftentimes forget that we can take a vacation. We think that, oh, we're not in a nine to five. We don't request days off, but we forget to take them. Okay. With that being said, you are, you're, you're more than welcome and allowed if you need the permission to take a break from your clients more than just your two days a week, right? Your clients take vacations. You take, you can take vacations and you should. So I actually have a vacation clause in my contract that basically says I am allowed to take time off and that I will give my clients at least a 30 day notice. So they will know. Um, now do I do this all the time? No. Typically what I do if I go on a vacation is I have my clients skip their check-ins and I will just respond to Voxer messages. Um, at this point I have not had anybody that was like on a competition prep or about to compete in a powerlifting meet and really needed my attention. So, you know, and a week isn't going to do anything, not to mention if something is really about to like hit the fan, I'm going to know and they can box for me. But having a clause in your contract is going to really protect you. So I would encourage, again, having a clause in your contract saying that you will give your clients a 30-day notice, and that should feel pretty comfortable to you. Um, And then the last thing I want to talk about is honoring your boundaries, okay? So the only issues I've ever had with clients – when I've got is when I've gone against my boundaries, to be honest. So for example, let's say something comes in and I've seen um, clients that are like, hey, I want to cancel or something like that, right? And I've been inclined to respond after hours because that's, you know, given me anxiety or let's say somebody um, is asking for a refund and it's a Saturday and I'm like, Oh God, I got to respond to it. And that's always ended up just like backfiring. Um, I've never given a refund by the way, but when I first started out coaching for the first few months, I just didn't have boundaries in place. Right. Number one, I was laid off. I was trying to make money as fast as I could and just become secure essentially. And, So, you know, I gave everybody my cell phone number. Oh my goodness. I gave everybody my, my cell phone number. I didn't have hours. And what happened? I was drowning. What was my selling point? My selling point was that I was available 24 seven. And what have we learned? We have learned that we are not a hotline. Being available 24 seven is ruining your business. Being available 24 seven is why you are not getting more clients. And that's why you're not getting your ideal clients first and foremost. You are creating a babysitter type relationship. Setting boundaries is so important. And again, honoring those boundaries. I know that I am awful at taking off time. I am so bad at it. I could work 14 hours a day every day because I love my job. I can be totally exhausted and still be so excited to get out of bed in the morning and work because I love my job. However, that's not good for my mental health. That is not good for my body. That is not good for my adrenals, right? So I honestly have like a cutoff time and not every, like, am I perfect with this every day? No. If I know that I have a meeting or something that's at like seven or eight o'clock at night, because you know, I have like zoom calls and things like that. 
I will not work until the call and then have the call. I will stop working at like four, take a break, go for a walk, go train, read a book, something like that. Listen to a podcast, take a nap. I mean, sometimes I honestly need to take a nap (laughs) and then I'll I'll come back and work. So setting boundaries, making sure you are doing something for yourself, making sure you have a morning routine that's not just get out of bed and go, right? Making sure you have time to meditate for a few minutes, journal if that tickles your fancy, and just set yourself up for the right mindset. So something that I do every single day I know we're kind of talking about stress a little bit, but stress management, anxiety management, that's something that's been very imperative for me and integral in my daily life. So for me, every single day before I get to work, I do two things. I always write what I'm thankful for, and I always write what my focus of the day is. And then the beginning of the next day, I will write the the previous day's wins and learnings. So if something didn't go according to plan or if I learned something or whatever, and it may not be huge, okay? It could be something small, but I like to know going into the day what I'm thankful for, my focus of the day, and then like I said, wrapping it up with what I learned or my wins of the day. And then it's kind of nice to go back and look through that over time. Um, I actually have a planner that has that written out for me. My planner is the Ignite Planner on Amazon. I got it for $25, super affordable. I love the way it's written out. Uh, It's absolutely amazing, tons of room. I would say go check it out if you are somebody that likes to write their things down. I am, you know, glued to my Google Calendar, but I still like writing things and having to-do lists. It just really helps me. So, All right, guys, just kind of wrapping up what we talked about in terms of creating boundaries. So you want to lay out your boundaries very, very early, okay? That should be included in some kind of a welcome packet, intro email. You want to have clear business hours. You want to make sure you're giving yourself one or two days off. You guys know I'm going to say two. Have a vacation clause in your contract and honor your boundaries. Okay. And of course you can find all this information and learn all the things about scaling your business and creating better boundaries on my Instagram at Taylor fit. And we'll see you guys next time. I want to give you a virtual high five for finishing another episode of the Taylor living podcast. If you're looking for a community of badass go-getters to bounce ideas and answer questions, join my exclusive goal-getter community on Facebook. The link's waiting for you on Instagram. Until next time, bye y'all.